0: Hello and welcome again. I'm Eric.
1: And I'm John.
0: And this is the Wikipedia Chronicles. This is a podcast where we start with a random article, we explore it a little bit, and then we follow the rabbit hole of links and see what fun places it takes us. Today's starting topic is Chen Shui-bian corruption charges. John, why don't you start us off and tell us a little bit about it.
1: Well, it looks to me like he was intentionally setting money aside into a Swiss bank account bearing his daughter-in-law's name. And his... Nobody else knew about this. Uh, his wife didn't know about this, his daughter-in-law, which the (laughs) account was... Opened in the name of didn't know about this so it was kind of not just corruption of the government of china itself but the corruption of his atomic family unit as well
0: i'm surprised i didn't actually hear anything about this because i mean it's 2008 so it's pretty recent so
1: it is Um. and it didn't appear as though the former president of china took this too seriously a, a comment he made to the press when he was uh, confronted by them about money laundering suspicions was money is dry it cannot be washed or laundered money is clean not dirty it does not need to be washed or laundered
0: is like, that it? Really?
1: Yeah, that's a legitimate quote right there.
0: Who took over after him when he stepped down? Oh, it looks like Ma ying Zhou.
1: Yes, Ma Ying-Ju is now the president, I believe, who's still currently in power mm. in China. Apparently... Chen Shui-ban is pretty convinced that he is going to have his name cleared by the current president of China. Like it says this at the end of the article here that Chen Shui-ban basically goes off about how the government abuses its laws and powers to persecute and humiliate his family and how the new president's going to just clear all their names. <laughs> he's going to go in he's just going to be like, yeah, no, you know, he was a great guy. But like I said before... A lot of people love this dude. Back when he was the president of China, they just thought wow. he was the greatest guy. And, I mean, if you looked at China's progress during his reign, you would be pretty mm. foolish to say anything but that. The, the country did really well under his leadership. Yeah. So, this leads us into the land of Asia, which, you know, I don't know a ton about. So we can go pretty much anywhere from here. I'm I'm not opposed to anything. Yeah. Oh. I mean, we could go to the article on money laundering. Maybe we could learn <laughs> and convey to our yeah. listeners the art of money laundering.
0: You know, that's true. I think um.
1: it's... Uh, you use a uh, scoop for a large load. Uh, you want to do cold wash, mm. cold rinse.
0: I like to do warm-worn. Warm. Really? Yeah.
1: But I think that... I mean I, I just like the like, sort of water damage look that mm. cold cold gives to my bills. It makes right. it look really like wrinkly and crinkled up. Mm. So, so yeah, I guess warming it, it more
0: would kind of crisp it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you're Yeah, you a little too suspicious.
1: I mean, yeah, cuz you have you have like new notes. You want to get that, you want to get that vintage look, you know, vintage. It's going to be authentic like this money is definitely not a counterfeit. It's totally been in circulation. It's it's fine. Hasn't been through a drug laundering operation or any sort of laundering operation. Certainly not a laundry machine. But regardless of that, I think money laundering as an article might be pretty interesting. Uh
0: yeah, I agree.
1: And based on the amount of controversy that's happening with the uh this article has multiple issues box that I've encountered upon going to the page, it seems most of the Wikipedia community is uh pretty invested in this article.
0: Hmm. um, Process in which proceeds of crime are transformed into ostensibly legitimate money or other assets. So so money laundering is basically you have your ill-gotten gains as it were, Mm -hmm. and then you slowly filter them through legitimate sources and then once it returns to you it's completely different money and it's also super straightforward and legitimate so there's nothing that can be done about it
1: after it's laundered exactly at that point it's in your hands and you can do what you want Mm -hmm.
0: you know I think uh, Breaking Bad did a good job of uh, I liked uh,
1: the character Gus Fring's money laundering outfit because it was a laundry yes good
0: That was that was a very good um,
1: literal, but literal yeah, very very on point nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Car wash, another form of laundering <laughs> perhaps, but nonetheless laundering of cars. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Ah, okay. There was a there was a cat, and it's in my lap now. Um, yeah, it's a she, little off book, but I, I'm sorry, I just she got. Does,
0: she does jump up on people. Yes.
1: <laughs> Speaking of cats. Terrorist financing. In more recent times, anti-money laundering legislation is seen as adjunct to the financial crime of terrorist financing. Because both crimes usually involve the transmission of funds through the financial system. So basically, renewed efforts to get rid of money laundering operations has found a new home within counter-terrorist operations, it would seem. Hmm. The, the war on drugs hmm. has also caused uh, further and more stringent anti-money laundering laws.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess it uh, makes sense that money laundering would filter into a bunch of different kinds of crime.
1: Yeah, and back out of it again. It's just yeah. kind of strange how it's like a transfusion process. It's not just... <laughs> one direction it's 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 not just one way this transaction it goes back towards crime it just mm. shows up as legitimate capital only mm. long enough to be reinvested in right. crime it's apparently very up for debate in the legal community about how exactly this term is thrown around the broad brush of Applying the term money laundering to merely incidental, extraterritorial, or simply privacy-seeking behaviors has led some to re-label it as financial thought crime. Hmm. Thought crime being (laughs) one word and a word that happens to be a link. Oh, is it? Yes, sir.
0: Hmm. Looks like thought crime is an occurrence or instance of controversial or socially unacceptable thoughts
1: Hmm So the term, which has now become legitimate, first originated in George Orwell's dystopian novel 1984 Oh Wherein thought crime is the criminal (laughs) act of holding unspoken beliefs or doubts that oppose or question the ruling party Hmm where now it is also used to describe some theological concepts, such as disbelief or idolatry, in addition to what Eric already stated. So, very interesting Hmm. that 1984 has now literally given more substantial uh, lingo to the legal legal world.
0: Looks like most of this article is... Under
1: 1984, it kind of goes into the other terms that were sort of picked up out of 1984 and applied to other things since the uh, advent of 1984's publishing. Hmm. We have things like thought police, uh, technology and thought crime, Crime Stop, which means to rid oneself of unwanted thoughts,
0: Sounds like something um, that would happen in China. Crime this, Stop. Yeah.
1: It, all, it, it literally sounds like the Great Wall of China, the Great Firewall <laughs> of China, I should say. Very much. Not necessarily a continuation of propaganda, but a lack of opposing propaganda.
0: Hmm. It looks like um, here under works there was a movie called Thought Crimes in 2003.
1: I think I've heard of this movie. I don't think I've seen it. Yeah. It's Who's in it? Foreign, right? No, it's American. Is it? Yeah. American.
0: Directed by Breck Eisner. Never heard of him.
1: Sounds like poor man's Brett Ratner.
0: <laughs> I did not recognize any of the people in it either. Nope. Oh, look. Here is a... Backdoor pilot for the USA Network that never got picked up. Huh. Um, yeah, it seems like several TV shows have had that happen where they were designed as a TV pilot but then are, ended up being a movie. Like, uh, I know Mulholland Drive by David Lynch was, uh, really? was like that, yeah. I did not know that. Originally supposed to be a TV series and then it turned into uh, just a movie
1: well, that sort of explains why the movie was so weird but <laughs> knowing David Lynch it yeah. also would have been just as weird as a TV yeah. series
0: I think what happened was the first half of the movie was the pilot and then he was like oh I have to explain all this stuff and then the last half of the movie is an attempt at that <laughs> while also Which, not succeeding at all no. <laughs> Okay, well, let's see what this movie's about here.
1: All right, fair enough. We've come this far.
0: Okay, a high school student named Freya McAllister begins hearing voices in her head and is misdiagnosed with schizophrenic catalepsy. I've never heard What's of... A catalepsy? I've never heard of catalepsy before. Is that
1: like earlier in the podcast when the cat jumped in my lap? <laughs> Penny mat- bit makes it through the editing uh, process. Uh, Catalepsy? Like Catalepsy. Is, is that what that is? Yeah,
0: it could be. But well,
1: mm-hmm. we get to it in a second. Yeah, Maybe yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. else wants to know what the rest That's of the true. summary for this movie is.
0: All right, so the, the rest of it. She spends nine years in an institution before a government doctor for the fictional National Security Administration. The NSA. Isn't... What is the, the NSA's real...
1: Designation? Yeah. It's it's that It's the national security but that's, administration.
0: But how is it fictional if that's the actual thing?
1: Oh, oh. Well, it she spends on fictional. years in an institution before a government doctor for the fictional national security administration, which I
0: not the actual national security administration.
1: I don't know, man. They, maybe they have like <laughs> a, another name for it in the movie. I'm not really sure. Like it's not uh, it's not very clear on that, is it? Yeah.
0: Okay, but anyway, the doctor realizes that Freya might instead be a telepathic. What? And he promptly whisks her away from the institution and commences training her on an isolated farm for the NSA. Not Not the the actual actual security agency.
1: (laughs) What's going on?
0: Okay. Uh, Teamed up with Homeland Security agent Brandon Dean... Is that fictional too? Is that the fictional Homeland
1: Security or the <laughs> legitimate Dude, one? you
0: just have to be like, hey, this is the fictional Homeland Security and it's all fine. Okay. Or, I don't know. Okay, but anyway, they track down elusive assassin known as Gazal. Freya has been ordered not to reveal her powers to her new partner. They managed to uncover Gazal's identity and bring him to justice.
1: Is... The difference that they want us to figure out here that the the real NSA is a national security agency and mm. the one that this girl gets caught up with is called the National Security Administration? Is that literally I, the only difference? I guess so. Do they expect us to really pay <laughs> that much attention? Uh, is, that's, that's a little gr- grating.
0: Yeah, like, they really have to drive home the point that it's not the real NSA.
1: Because you're not going to go around saying National Security Administration at any given point in (laughs) the movie. You're going (laughs) to abbreviate it as NSA at some point or another. Yeah. So, that seems a little impractical.
0: It looks like most of this is about her and this doctor and everything. And then... Like the end is just this whole assassination foiling. I can
1: see at but, that rate why it didn't get picked up. It's kind of disjointed.
0: Yeah, it seems like the whole hunting the assassin part would be more of the movie.
1: Right, it wouldn't come in after half of the movie or three quarters of the right. movie has already happened about this girl being like, hey, you're a telepathic wizard, Freya. <laughs> it's it's not one of those things that you just kind of drop by the way you have to go hunt down voldemort <laughs> you have to go down, you, we don't know who he is or like where he is or even what he is but go hunt down uh the giza I mean, Gizal's <laughs> identity and you know figure out who he is catch him that's your job for us the Nsa not the not the real one
0: Well, at least it's a a healthy 86 minutes, so it's not like it will
1: eat your life away or anything. So, maybe that'd be something worth investing some time in. But maybe what we should invest some time in right now might be schizophrenic catalepsy.
0: I think so.
1: Of all the things in that article, outside of the differentiation between the two NSAs, (laughs) that one seems to be the most interesting
0: yeah for sure catalepsy hmm
1: schizophrenic catalepsy hmm hmm is a noise that we make whenever the page (laughs) that we want isn't loading on a podcast that relies very heavily on pages loading (laughs) hmm
0: I am I am having the same problem
1: oh that's mysterious it's almost as though we're using the same internet connection
0: Oh hey, it's back. Okay. I got I got a loaded page.
1: Alright, I'm just gonna cancel mine, re enter my app here, and we're at schizophrenic catalepsy, correct?
0: Yes, yeah, catalepsy.
1: Scatalepsy. Skategolepsy. <laughs> here we go.
0: Catalepsy. The words are separated, so you have to search one or the other.
1: Oh, so if I go for catalepsy?
0: Yeah, I think so. Okay. And catalepsy is a nervous condition characterized by muscular rigidity and fixity of posture regardless of external stimuli as well as decreased sensitivity to pain.
1: Wow, look at the picture for that.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting one.
1: The picture for catalepsy looks like something straight out of the movie The Exorcist. (laughs) Yeah. With no holds barred. It just Uh, does. Yeah. Okay, so it's a symptom of certain nervous disorders or conditions like Parkinson's or epilepsy. Hmm. Uh, it's also a characteristic symptom of cocaine withdrawal, okay. which I think I've actually seen people doing this in like downtown Baltimore. Um, <laughs>
0: that would be a place you would it, see that.
1: Yeah, I would. I would suppose so, but it looks very painful. If that ac- if that hmm. picture provided is at all accurate. Yeah. Oh, there's an entire subsection for artistic depictions down here. Really? Of catalepsy, yeah. Uh, in literature, Alexandre Dumas uh, has it mentioned in *The Count of Monte Cristo*. So that's some hmm. notoriety. Uh, Abbe Faria has fits of catalepsy from time to time before eventually dying from a fit of one.
0: Uh, it was also featured in Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's *The Adventure oh. of the Resident Patient*.
1: That's some major notoriety. I'm guessing that's, is that a Sherlock Holmes story or is that just a Sir Arthur Conan kind of Doyle story?
0: That's a good good question. I feel like his uh, Sherlock Holmes stories have Sherlock Holmes in the title.
1: Yeah, maybe? I would guess so. I guess he just didn't I'm, write things that we know of yeah. outside of Sherlock Holmes. Have so we ever really like, thought to dive into that? And that's kind of an interesting thought. We could dive into that right now and figure out what else he did.
0: We very much could do that. I'm game if you are.
1: I am also game. This is the game that we play.
0: Ooh, he does not look anything like I imagined.
1: Oh, I'm excited for this part. Okay, here we go. Oh, that's not him, is it? (laughs) Are you sure? I think so. I, I... I'm going to go back. Okay, I did hit the wrong article. But, yeah, that's still not how I expected him to look. Either of those guys were not going to be Sir Arthur. This guy looks like William Taft. Yeah. You ever see a picture of the really fat old president dude, Taft? He looks a lot like Taft. Very much. Taft.
0: Taft and uh his full name is sir arthur ignatius conan doyle
1: that's a pretty baller name k
0: s t j d l those what? are those are the things that accompany his name
1: knight of shining the james <laughs> i don't know what that could mean i don't want to abandon the effort to find out more about Sir Arthur Conan Doyle so soon, but I do want to go back and maybe see Hmm. what a KS, lowercase T, back to capital J, is.
0: Yeah, that is definitely something to keep in mind for later. Okay, so it looks like he had a medical career at one point, which Hmm. would make sense.
1: Kind of does explain his rather fastidious detail in his Hmm. Sherlock Holmes stories.
0: Okay, it looks like some of these are... Um, like the the names of the Sherlock Holmes stories don't actually have Sherlock Holmes in the title. So the one that we were looking like, so at before, the adventure
1: of the resident patient could right. be a Sherlock Holmes story. Very
0: much could be. Okay, here. Um, other works. Okay, it says his first novels were the mystery of the Cl- of Clumer. Not published until 1888. And the unfinished narrative of John Smith, published in 2011.
1: Wow. Took us a while to get all that together, huh?
0: And he did The Lost World, which is pretty notable. Hmm. Turned into a movie, TV series, and such. I
1: remember hearing about that in passing. Oh didn't know at the time. It was based off of an Arthur Conan Doyle work, though. That does kind of pique my interest. Hmm. If any of his other material even sort of held up to the same caliber as the Sherlock Holmes stories, then that would definitely be looking, worth looking Yeah, for too. sure.
0: It looks like he did also some plays. Ooh. A play about boxing, apparently, called The House of Temperley.
1: What a prolific individual this guy has turned out to be.
0: Oh, he collaborated with J.M. Barry, which I believe, correct me if I'm mistaken, is the um, author of Peter Pan.
1: That is entirely correct. And makes it that much more impressive.
0: He also played soccer.
1: Man, this guy really did everything. He was a doctor who played soccer who just all of the Sherlock Holmes stories I don't have anything else I can't really Continue that sort of cadence It's rather demanding really But nonetheless This guy He deserved All of those weird letters After his name That yes, we don't know what they so mean He really did
0: I would like to see What KTS KSTJ Means
1: What about DL? DL's there too DL DL could be DL, think,
0: DL Hughley.
1: That could be. And that might not be that interesting, if we're being perfectly honest. So. KSTJ, that sounds kinda like reminds me of like the abbreviation for that one uh mana from Final Fantasy Seven. Mm. Knights of the Round. Mm, K-O-T-R. Yeah. But as it would happen, the KTSJ thing is. The sign that he is a member of the Order of St. John, the uh, basically the medical service in England. Mm.
0: So that's kind of like an MD here in America.
1: One would, uh, one would surmise, though, I mean,
0: comparable.
1: Yeah, it seems from reading the article just briefly. It seems as though it's also partially got A religious aspect to it In some Hmm. way, shape, or form But they also have An ambulance and a hospital group Hmm. So it's definitively still like Medical doctors Just medical doctors With a particular religious affiliation Uh, So kind of like The Salvation Army Instead of the Red Cross That sort of That's where the differentiation is
0: so it would almost be like a reverend doctor.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or something. Though more like Dr. Reverend. Because, I Dr. mean, reverend. he would still be able to practice medicine. Mm-hmm. And then also be like, here's a little Gideon Bible. If you want right. to just like, chill out and read this later, that'd be cool. That sort of thing. And uh, I will say this for the agency, too. It's also dependent upon... The state of England It looks like it was Originally organized By Queen Victoria herself It's still overseen hmm. Seen today By Queen Elizabeth II Current monarch Of England oh, wow. So it's You know It's a very Got a lot of clout In England
0: And it looks like It was um, Established Not too Long before He was born mm mm-hmm. 1831 Mm-hmm. So he, yeah, he got in on that train pretty early.
1: Which is not a bad idea. Probably a really good way for him to like learn the trade without mm. having to go through medical school necessarily. He could like learn from, mm. learn by experience, and then go to school for get further certification. Yeah. But something interesting to note. Except via appointment to certain government or ecclesiastical offices in some realms, membership in this organization is by invitation only. And individuals may not petition for admission. Wow. So So, he may not have voluntarily jumped in hmm. on this train. He may have gotten in on this by way of getting some notoriety first, and then later performing these duties as well as like a public service way so of it's, back
0: it's kind of like being knighted right like england decides hey uh, you're going to be a knight and you say okay and then they knight you
1: yeah it's just you're a doctor knight instead right. like you're going to be a knight and you're also going to disperse first aid when we need it sometimes
0: so you'd be sir doctor
1: sir doctor which yeah, yeah. has a nice ring to it
0: yeah it's technically, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle, he would be a Sir Doctor.
1: He would be a Sir Doctor. It's just all the more justification, in my mind, for a few, uh, crossovers I'm patiently, patiently waiting on. But this organization, though, is very strange. It looks like it has, like, the English definitely organized it, but it mentions Jerusalem. And there's a supplemental note in the article giving you the French name for... The organization as well, so obviously, it's gone international. It says yeah. that it's found throughout the Commonwealth of Nations, uh, Hong Kong, Ireland, and the United States of America as well.
0: Okay, here we have um, a list of badges here, and they have like an order to them. The top one being for bailiffs or dames. It's called the Grand Cross, or I guess it would be a Bailiff Grand Cross or Dame Grand Cross, and it's like four arrows pointing at each other. It's pretty much what it looks like, and it's gold, um, at least in color. I guess it's they're all made out of enamel, pretty much. And then the next one down is a Knight or Dame of Justice. And that has a little more flowery stuff behind the arrows.
1: You gotta have your crest. if You're gonna be a knight.
0: Oh, yeah. And then you have Knight and Dame of Grace. Oh. Which adds a little thing on top.
1: What is that thing?
0: I'm not sure. Oh, it looks like a little hook, maybe?
1: Yeah, like you can start wearing it around your neck at that
0: point. Oh, it looks like those little things in between the arrows are lions. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Lions and then maybe like interspersed with unicorns? Like the two, like the yeah, one diagonal is that. lions and the other diagonal is unicorns.
0: Yeah, I see that.
1: Man, whimsical um, place, Britain.
0: And then there's commanders. And that doesn't really add anything. No. It looks like the exact same picture as a Knight or Dame of Grace. And then you have officers. Which just looks like it's not as well made,
1: which is odd, but it does,
0: and then you have members, which is just a silver version of the
1: emblem, but that one looks that one looks nice though it does that look one nice looks good, okay, look up here in the uh article right above the pictures of the badges themselves, you do see that it does say there are two lions uh and two unicorns mm-hmm. pre- present on the on the badges that's okay. just part of the game well there we go all right so from here where do we feel like uh where do we feel like going do we feel like going down the page or
0: well there is really a wealth of links in this article
1: there really is i mean this article is huge there's links to things like britain and Scotsman.
0: May even have a mercenary link. Up L- near the link, top.
1: link to the Greek War of Independence. I mean, there are a lot of options here. We could go medieval. There's a couple of viscounts. You could get a discount on your viscounts. <laughs> Sorry, Viscount for Viscount. French listeners.
0: Yeah, we could really go with people, places, or things here.
1: You should really have like a wheel, man. I'm telling you, like mm. if we have like a wheel. For our moments of indecision, where we just want to let fate decide. Recommission something from, like... I don't know. Mousetrap's a good game. It has a wheel. Or the game of life. Mm. Nobody likes the game of life anyway, so you might as well just recommission the wheel. And do a person places or thing... thing... on the mm. wheel. Spin it. And then just have it land. So in this case, I guess mm. we'll just need to do some... imagineering. And just... create what we want...
0: You look up gold.
1: Whoa, 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 hold up. There is a link under the vestments and badges thing. Mm-hmm. You go under the picture of the Toronto police chief, then through the list of the badges, down past that paragraph, then past the Duke of Gloucester picture in the paragraph underneath that. Mm-hmm. There is a link to train.
0: Train.
1: Train. Hmm. I was just mentioning it. We don't have to go there. We can leave that be. We can just let that happen on its own. We're a podcast about random Wikipedia articles. Sooner or later, a train's going to come up. We don't have to go there right now. We can let that be. We can just have a whole episode for trains later.
0: You know, I'm, I mean, I'm fine with, uh... I'm fine with no,
1: no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. We're not going to bend that early...
0: Uh, but it might not be the train that you're thinking of. Wait, so I'm, you're doing sure? a, I'm doing a little link hover right here, uh, and the article that it's linking to is, not, is, not, that kind is of train? not that kind of train.
1: We should probably figure out what kind of train it is. Then I don't want to be left. Oh, oh, they got me. Yeah, gotta be good. They're talking about dress trains.
0: Yeah. <sighs>
1: I guess we have to do this now. Okay. This is this is where we are.
0: All right, dress trains.
1: Okay. Dress train. I mean, everybody
0: knows what a dress train is, right? It's, yeah, it's uh, the it's the big, annoying long part
1: point. of the dress, the one yep. that you trip over and other people trip over, and it looks, I I guess, good, but <laughs> you know, it just kind of gets in everybody's way, and then gets torn up. Unless mm. you're really careful. But formally, it is just the part of a skirt over skirt or dress that trails behind the wearer. Mm. I really got worked up there for nothing. Yeah. It's a big letdown. Just like trains are big letdowns from the mm. garments above onto the floor. Oh wait, types of train. There's new hope. Oh. there's There's actually just various kinds of dress train here. <laughs> there's a court train worn for formal court occasions a double train no that's just two trains attached to the same dress fishtail train popular at various times to the 1870s onwards fluttering out from midway down a close fitting skirt wedding dress Uh, trains in modern uh, bridal wear have their own terminology so there is a subsection to the subsection within the subsection (laughs) Uh, cathedral trains, also known as a monarch train, and this can measure up to eight feet in length. Royal cathedral trains being the longest and most formal, measuring up to ten feet or more.
0: All right, well, narrowed down our options a little bit here. Yeah, we could look at clothing overall or dresses.
1: We could. Clothing overall would be an extremely vague article, but it could take us a lot of places. That's true. Like, it's like the Grand Central Station of Garment Land. You could also go to the Roman Catholic Church. That's a whole barrel of monkeys we can open <laughs> up pretty quick. Or we could go to the article for Kappa Magna, literally Great Cape. Hmm. It may take us some superheroes. Might end up going to, like, hmm. Old Norse gods, too. They that used to have capes. Be.
0: Well, let's see what this cap of magna is. All right. Never heard of that. Great cap. Oh shoot. So it's pretty much the thing that cardinals and bishops wear,
1: which is ironic because the colloquial term for it is the cope. Hmm. And if you had a do- you had a garment called the cope, wouldn't you hope the person that would wear it would be the pope?
0: Hmm. The pope cope.
1: Pope cope. The pope who copes. It is cope. But.
0: Cope with the Pope.
1: Nope. These things are not meant to be. Yet another strike against Roman Catholic Church's garment decisions. Not only did they invent the train, which robs a much greater invention (laughs) of its dignity, but they invented the cope, which doesn't even go on the Pope. Telling you, man, they're letting me down. That's all this high, for, all this well, high we could, fashion
0: We could look up uh, status quo.
1: Status quo? Looks
0: like a specific thing, though.
1: Where's status quo in cope?
0: It's near the bottom here. Because the Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem still uses the ermine-lined winter kappa because he is bound by the complex and unalterable rules of the status quo.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> well, That has to be a very specific status quo.
0: Yeah, it must be. Status quo.
1: Oh, it is a Holy Land site.
0: Hmm, that's very strange. I wonder what came first. The status quo Holy Land site, or the term...
1: It really does beg the question, doesn't it? It's literally just land set aside by an Ottoman Sultan that preserved the division of ownership and responsibilities of various sites important to Christians, Muslims, and Jews, to their then current holders or owners. The actual provisions of the status quo were never formally established in represented agreements among the various religions that nothing could be changed from the way it was without upsetting the balance of order in maintaining the religious sites for visits by pilgrims. Hence, the phrase, you can't upset the status quo. Mm. You can't upset this agreement between people who are in agreement on a certain thing because that would cause imbalance. Mm. Explicitly imbalance between Christians, Muslims, Jews, etc., but well there you go. That's where the term came from, it huh. would seem.
0: Looks like there's a link to status quo. within not holy land
1: sites. I'm going to follow it.
0: Oh, it just is the Latin phrase status quo.
1: Oh. So means all that th- stuff I said was just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Means the existing state of affairs in Latin.
1: The state in which Which itself is a shortening of the original phrase, a bunch of Latin. (laughs) Meaning, in the state in which things were before the war. Hmm.
0: Which
1: is interesting. To maintain the status quo is to keep the things the way they presently are. The related phrase, status quo ante, literally, the state in which before means Hmm. the state of affairs that existed previously.
0: Well, you made a very convincing argument for the... (laughs) I
1: really did. I mean, I'm proud of it, but ultimately that should have been part of the outro segment. That shouldn't have been... That shouldn't have been there. I apologize. That was misinformation. Listen to Eric. uh, Well, I mean, You you had that right, status quo. Was, you've you've maintained the status quo of status quo better than I have.
0: That's true. You know, you win some, you lose some.
1: I don't know if you do. <laughs> this is the state in which things were before the war. You win some wars, you lose some wars.
0: But you can never go back.
1: Because that's the state in which things were before the mm-hmm. war. Status quo.
0: Status quo.
1: Interesting stuff. All right, so... How do we not go, we go to... to more Latin from here?
0: <laughs> well, I guess not following the list of Latin phrases would be good.
1: That's a good one to avoid, for sure.
0: We could go to um, Status Quo Band.
1: Oh. Up
0: there at the top. Apparently, there's a band called Status Quo.
1: That's where we're going to go. We're going right, to see what they are.
0: Let's see if it's made up of anybody that we know of. Okay, interesting. English rock band who played boogie rock.
1: And hard rock from London, England.
0: (laughs) It's kind of, I don't know, ironic, I guess, that after a number of lineup changes, the band became the status quo in 1967 and just status quo in 1969.
1: They couldn't maintain <laughs> the status quo. <laughs> they had conflicts with their members and mm-hmm. they couldn't go back to being the status quo because that was the way things were before the war mm. within their band.
0: There you go. They so They had the this. perfect name, I guess.
1: Yeah. So they could change it just a little bit and uh, buy that, fulfill it. Yeah.
0: They even apparently started their own feature film.
1: They were a pretty big deal. They have over 60 chart hits in the UK.
0: Oh, wow. It looks like they're still active.
1: And they started in 1962, so that's impressive.
0: Yeah, that's uh, like Beatles era. Proto-Beatles. Yeah, Proto-Beatles, and they're still going. Yeah. That's like if the Beatles hadn't broken up or anything.
1: If nobody shot John Lennon, and they had the reunion... These guys would still have forty years on them because they would have been active the entire time. <laughs> I that's wow. a really impressive for a band. I don't think I've heard yeah a song from them. Oh, uh, right. Wait, hold Status on.
0: quo was formed in nineteen sixty-two under the name the Scorpions.
1: So that's kind of not the same.
0: The so the Scorpions, um, I have heard of them. Right. Um, I have,
1: I think I have two. Why isn't there I a forget
0: link? what their big hit was, but I remember it being something.
1: Something that's Unfortunately, definitely... Unfortunately,
0: there's not a link to the Scorpions. So, so the so world it, may never know. It's entirely possible band. that it's not the same Scorpions.
1: That could be. feel like that would be a pretty popular name for a band, right? Yeah. Well, that's probably what they tried to name the band Poison at first. And hmm. then they realized, oh, nah, somebody already took scorpions. That's well, scorpions do that's terrifying poison. Okay, it's a little roll with. Let's
0: see. Lead vocals and guitar are Francis Rossi.
1: Why does that name ring a bell? Is it because it just looks a lot like Frankie Valley that <laughs> I feel sort of a kindred spirit there, or.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. It does sound familiar rings a bell or plays a guitar let's see who he is I really am curious as to how status quo is so popular and yet I have never heard of them
1: well to answer that very question which I was asking myself albeit silently I went down to the subheading success under Mm. status quo Herein, you find several titles of songs that you may sort of recognize a little bit. Paper Plane, Caroline, Rockin' All Over the World, Down Down, Whatever You Want, and that looks to be about it, but Hmm. nonetheless, I'm pretty sure I've heard Rockin' All Over the World. I'm not positive. Oh, I have, because it was uh, by John Fogarty first. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is uh, that was a cover. 60s uh, so were a confusing time. So were the 70s. Like, yeah. covers got popular all the time. hmm. Think about Springsteen. How did Tom Waits get famous? Bruce Springsteen covered one of his songs, and that made <laughs> him get some more notoriety. Oh, no, look. Formation. Under formation, one of the groups that became part of Status Quo, the Spectres, released two singles: "I Who Have Nothing" and "Hurdy Gurdy Man." <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> Which is uh, impressive that "Hurdy Gurdy" would come oh, back into the equation in our podcast so quickly. Yeah,
0: that's uh, that's. That's impressive. That's very surprising. I think
1: we underestimate drastically the amount of hurdy-gurdies and blind <laughs> people that were playing them in <laughs> Europe, and uh, these guys are from Europe, so... Do you think
0: these these guys were persecuted as well? I mean... the hurdy-gurdy?
1: I feel like they grew up in a time when they still had the hurdy-gurdy men, the blind hurdy-gurdy guys out in the town mm. squares and so forth playing, so... Maybe they got to see the tragedy, or maybe, alternatively, these are the people we need to ask if we want to know what was what exactly made these people so annoying that everyone wanted mm. to kill them. What <laughs> what made them such bad dudes?
0: Uh, I don't know. You know, honestly, I'd be okay with stopping there just for the sake of ending with Hurdy Gurdy. I think both that times. would be okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's. That's something to be proud of.
1: We've made it all the way back We've to hurdy-gurdy. we <laughs>
0: made it to hurdy-gurdy.
1: How about it? I never thought.
0: Yeah, if you I mean, if you would ask me at the start of the podcast, hey, what do you think will be something that you'll hit upon multiple times in two consecutive episodes?
1: I wouldn't have said hurdy-gurdy, said hurdy-gurdy because hurdy-gurdy is never going to be at the tip of my tongue. <laughs> yeah. So It's
0: something very much in the back of the mind
1: it certainly is Lux's way of saying hey guys you've recorded you know enough stuff you did it it's a good it's a good finishing yeah finishing point I like it
0: yeah so there you have it from Chen Shui ban corruption charges all the way to status quo banned. wow if you enjoyed that please uh, visit Facebook we are facebook.com slash TWC And give us a like and follow there. And then also visit iTunes and give us a rating and review. And if you're listening to this, you probably already know where to acquire the episodes. But just in case, you can find new episodes on our website, twc.erictoribio.com. That's E-R-I-C-T-O-R-I-B-I-O.com. I'd like to thank Louis Armstrong for our opening theme. And... I would also like to thank Louis Armstrong for our outro song. So um, I also want you to check out the other podcasts on the Eric Trivio Podcast Network. I do too. Not just because it's my podcast
1: network. (laughs) Which is why I threw my opinion in there.
0: But because they are legitimately great podcasts, Um, there are Enter the Critic, and also ninjas versus podcast and on enter the critic they review movies um new ones and the ones on netflix and they're just a bunch of funny guys and on ninjas vs. podcast they take verses and would you rather questions submitted by the listeners and hash them out on the show usually coming to a decision on which one is better or which one Is, um, you know, which one would win or something like that. But uh, switching gears a little bit, we hate to talk about money here, but we would like you to remember that it does cost money to produce a podcast. And if you would like to keep the Wikipedia Chronicles ad free, please consider donating some money to keep the quality of this show up. Um, Anything at all would help. Um, John, what did you th- say the the lowest somebody could donate that would...
1: I believe, Eric, that once we crunched the numbers, we figured out that if everybody listening to this podcast right now gave us just $3, this outro could have been over before you heard my voice again. Oh, wow.
0: That's, that's pretty good. I would say, um you should very much consider doing that because, you know, that's always a good thing. Um, But lastly, our totally true fact for this episode is that cats always um, smell with their feet. So anyway, thank you all for joining us. I was Eric.
1: And I was John.
0: And this was the Wikipedia Chronicles...
1: Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, Let me get a cat meow in there towards <laughs> the end of our uh, nervous breakdown. <laughs> I wasn't let's, just laughing, we were just having a nervous breakdown.
0: Let's look up the discography here for status quo. All right. Um, they have a bunch
1: of records here. They've been around since 1962. They don't that's, have any option true. at this point.
0: Um, they have picturesque match stickable messages from the status quo. That is like a red
1: hot chili peppers album title.
0: Yeah, that's very really true. We got spare parts.
1: Mark Kelly's greasy spoon.
0: Dog of two head.
1: Two head? That's gonna bug me.
0: <laughs> Pile driver. Hello! Quo. They lost the status.
1: Ha. <laughs> y'all really wish we could. On the level. Blue for you.
0: I'm rocking all over the world. Title of their hit single, apparently.
1: The hit single that they didn't write. <laughs> if you can't stand the heat. That's it, that's the name of the album. Whatever you want. Just supposing. That's it. The name of the album.
0: Never too late.
1: That's that's also the name. Yeah. One plus nine plus eight plus two. Mm. That's twenty for those of you 20. who don't know math. But apparently, Status Quo doesn't know math because that was just the album they released in <laughs> 1982. Well,
0: yeah, it came out in 1982. And those numbers add up to twenty. Was it their twentieth album? Was it their 20th anniversary? Oh, shoot. That, is, that would be pretty genius.
1: It was, because if you look at, remember their date of inception as the Scorpions, they mm. were incepted in 1962, mm. and that would be 20 years. That's pretty brilliant.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they have, um, okay, their next album is Back to Back, but their album after that is In the Army Now the title of the hit uh, movie starring um, Pauly Shore. So that's interesting. I
1: wonder if there's any correlation there. Polly Shore had his I mean, day in the sun right around there. Yeah. Hmm. That's
0: sim- close to the time that would have come out. Ain't Complaining. Perfect Remedy. Rock Till You Drop. Thirsty Work. Hmm. And then they came out with a quid pro quo. Whoa.
1: In 2011?
0: Yeah, man, they're still going. All right,
1: well, uh, (laughs) okay. We're out of outro. Yeah. All right. Let's cut it.